0: A Podcast One production. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Adam
1: McDougall is a health and fitness economist, an expert in performance and health. And after 20 years as an elite athlete in one of the world's toughest sports, National Rugby League, Adam expanded into academic studies with connections to the world's smartest people in the fields of health and fitness. And as a result, he's helped transform the health and lives of hundreds of thousands of people. Adam is... The Health Hacker. In each episode, he makes health easy as he reveals the latest secrets, shortcuts, and tips on achieving the ultimate health, happiness, and performance. And he is all about the tribe. I'm one of them, and so are you as you listen, and so is everyone on his socials and getting in touch with the show, The Health Hacker, at podcast1.com.au or via Adam's Twitter. Just like Josh has, he says, Loving the podcast, Adam. Uh, thank you so much. I'm already feeling healthier and happier. Please keep them coming. Josh, we're going to send you out a manshake pack. Uh, well, Adam will. I won't be. I'll just be here talking to you. How are you, mate? <laughs> How are you, mate? Nice, nice words from Josh, and you know, especially just after Christmas, we've been filling in love with our families. But I have been thinking a little bit. I wonder how everyone's going who's been listening to the show, like Josh, and people part of this tribe, these little hack, all of your little hackers out there. Thought how how did they go with the buffet? Did they tame the buffet monster on <laughs> Christmas Day?
0: Yeah, look, um, I hope everyone had a great Christmas, and and you know, one of the hacks we spoke about was you're going to add kilos to your waistline if you worry about uh, feeling guilty about ripping in and having a good Christmas. So I can assure you all that um, I certainly did rip in and uh, that was the key, you see. I went the protein first yeah. and uh, didn't leave a lot of room at the end for the pavlova, just enough to get what it was required.
1: My <laughs> office took me up for a work lunch and uh, not me, the whole team as well. Skipped the entrees, went straight to the pork knuckle. Mate, um, <laughs> on Christmas Day, usually I buy my brother a book or something. He's a, he's an industrial designer, so with design he quite likes. But this year, bought a cricket set because we play cricket on the beach and in the backyard because I wanted to do actual Competitive Sports, which was also one of our hacks in the um, uh, the second to last episode before Christmas, which was about the Christmas gifts. Such a good gift. And I forgot how much fun it was, not just with your own sibling, because that's when you get really competitive, but playing with mates and having having sport again like you're
0: a 10-year-old. It was fun. Yeah, and that's what exercise is meant to be and just moving, you know, don't don't make exercise something that we dread doing. And I was the same as well. My little kids, I um, obviously got to join in and play a lot of games. Didn't enjoy putting their bikes together and their scooters. I was up um, until (laughs) the wee hours. Just like the trampoline Uh, you said,
1: don't you get your father-in-law to do that stuff? It was
0: a nightmare, but um, it was just so much fun the next day, like you said, probably jumping up and down the the trampoline after the buffet wasn't a great idea, but uh, (laughs) certainly helped digestion uh, post-meal.
1: Adam, we've got another great show. It is New Year's Day. Happy New Year to you, Adam McDougall. Happy New Year to all of the hackers out there. I'm going to quickly touch on like I do every episode and let you know what the hacks are that are coming up because this is all about sticking to your news resolution. Adam's going to teach you how to share it, bet on it, measure it, choose your friends wisely, and the small wins. These are all the five hacks. These are the keys to making this year, 2018, the year you actually stick to your New Year's resolutions or not even stick to 100% see-through. You know, sometimes we do them part of the way, but part of the way is not all the way.
0: I'm going to share some great hacks today on how to be successful in every part of your life. So this is the exciting thing about today's podcast. So, Alex, how many people do you think actually make New Year's resolutions?
1: Oh, everyone.
0: They're usually done too when you've had probably half a dozen or too many.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say so.
0: Yeah, well, that probably explains why 92% of people fail to achieve their New Year's resolutions. And close to 90% of us set a New Year's resolution. So, to think that only 8% of the whole world achieves their New Year's resolutions just shows how we're doing it so wrong. So, That's the great thing about today's um, episode. We're going to hack into how to be successful and how to achieve your New Year's resolutions. So, Alex, hopefully what we can teach everyone today, firstly, is the fact that physiology is always trumped by psychology. The brain is the most important muscle that we all have. So, learning how to tap into the brain and utilize it to your own benefit so you're not having to rely on willpower, discipline, all these other things that we know don't work long term to be successful. So, first of all, our first hack is going to be share it. Well, research has found, Alex, that being accountable is the key to achieving any behavioural change. So, if you want to change any type of behaviour, you need to be held accountable. Because let's be honest, if no one's watching you, you're certainly going to rip into that chocolate biscuit or that ice cream because why? You can find an excuse to go and eat it. So, if you're held accountable by others, you then have to be accountable for your actions. So, once the goals are shared in public, so whether or not you go and find a mate, you go and find your wife, or you actually tell your office colleagues that this is your goal. So, for example, in 2018, you might have a goal to lose weight. Yep. Now, if you don't tell anyone, nobody can hold you accountable. But if all of a sudden, when you're at work and your work colleagues know that you're on a diet and you're trying to lose weight, if you sneak out and try and eat that hamburger at lunchtime, they're going to pull you up, hopefully. Or your mates will say to your mate, come on, pull your head in. You can't have that extra schooner tonight because you're trying to lose weight. So it's really important to tap into the power of what we call social expectation. So this is when you tell somebody that you're going to do something, and the expectation of them knowing that alone can actually be enough motivation to make you be held accountable to your actions on a daily basis. This is so powerful, in fact, Alex, that a study by the American Society of Training and Development found that when people did this, their chances of success improved by a massive 65%. That's incredible, isn't it? Just telling somebody that the fact that you're going to go on a diet or you're going to achieve a certain goal increases your chances of success by 65%. But it even gets more exciting and incredible when they took it a step further, this group of people, and they actually had accountability meetings every week. So by that I mean, they actually got their buddy, whether it was a wife, work colleague, or mate, and they said to him, every single week, I'm going to come here with you, I'm going to weigh myself, or I'm going to show you that I'm actually holding myself accountable to my goal. Their chances of success improved to 95%. Gee, that's huge. The power of expectation, the power of social support is just incredible. So I applaud anybody out there that's trying to lose weight, be healthier or achieve whatever they might want to achieve this year. Tell somebody, share it with them and then hold yourself accountable by doing weekly checkups.
1: And if you're doing the math quickly in your head, we started the show with saying only 8% of people in the world actually stick to their news resolution. So if you do firstly, just this hack with four more to go, you're already up to 95% of a success rate of being accountable. And when you say accountable, it's funny. I think what is important is you give your friend, your work colleague, your husband, wife, or cousin, or whomever permission to kind of get on your back a bit about it rather than because sure you can just share it with a mate and say, Hey, make sure I don't you know, drink as much as I do, eat as much as I do or exercise as much as I don't. If you say to them, if I'm not doing it, you have permission to really let me have it and say, mate, you're fat or you're not healthy or I'm worried (laughs) about you. It's another way just to go to them, give them free reign. Otherwise, they'll be worried they'll hurt your feelings. Well, at least that's what I would, you know.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, and, you know, you can't live a lie. When, you, when people around you know what you're trying to achieve, you have to be consistent. You have to be congruent. You know, your actions have to reflect what you say to people. And that's really important to people as well, trying to be authentic and trying to live up to the reputation they create for themselves. So set yourself a high reputation to live towards this year. That's one thing I applaud you to do. But don't just say that you want to lose weight. And this is where research gets really interesting as well, is that they've found that people that actually write down a goal, because let's be honest, On the the cans on New Year's Eve, you say, I'm going to lose weight. Or you're going to say to your mate, I'm not going to smoke next year. I'm not going to do this. And five minutes later, you're still puffing on the cigar. And um, the reason that you do that is because that's just a dream. You know, the brain doesn't function just by being told to do something. We're very, very detailed in the way that our brains work. So our brains actually work best when they've got a specific target. Can
1: you tell the story again of how
0: specific you were with one of your goals you wrote on your arm? Yeah, I remember, um, you know, all the players now, right, all over their wrists and stuff and... Uh I um, obviously was pretty, you know, into goal setting and, and was studying psychology at uni and whatnot, and, um, you know, I started to read about this stuff, and it, it was before a state of origin match, which is really the hardest and toughest arena of rugby league in the world. It's where the best players all get together, and, um, you know, I, I put this strapping tape around my wrists, and I wrote these big audacious words on there, which are my goals. You know, score three tries, be man of the match, and, um, you know, after the game, I, I went out and achieved them goals. I actually went out and did it. I'd scored the tries, I got man of the match, and as I was being interviewed, after the game, getting my check for being the best player on the field in you know without sounding like a big head in that toughest arena of the world of, of rugby league the commentator looked at my wrists and he said mate in, in the commentary box everyone's asking about these words on your wrists what were they and he looked down and he went oh my god are you a psychic like how did you predict these things going to happen and, and i didn't, didn't predict anything was going to happen i just knew that the power of actually writing down these goals and and, and seeing them while i was playing now, there's a, an acronym out there that is the best way to set goals. It's called the SMART method. And essentially, setting a SMART goal simply means something that's specific. So therefore, I'm going to lose five kilos this month. Not saying that I just want to lose weight because that means nothing. So you need to be very specific firstly. Secondly, it needs to be something that's measurable. So therefore, once again, you're going to lose X amount of weight. So you can jump on the scales and you can measure it every single week. Then it's the achievable part is that you can't set an unrealistic goal because you don't want to set a goal that, you know is so far away that you're never going to achieve it because you become unmotivated. So you're not going to say, I'm going to lose 50% of my body weight. That's ridiculous because you know you're not yeah, going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so straight away, it's ri- ridiculous. But it has to be something that's rewarding as well, something that's going to give you great satisfaction. So... It has to be something that's really going to instill in you a sense of purpose. What's your why? And I'll talk about that later. And lastly, it needs to be time-bound. You need to set yourself a deadline to create urgency and hold yourself accountable. So it's really, really important to do this. And when people did this, Alex, research found that their performance improved by a massive 90%. That's a staggering amount. Simply the difference between saying you're going to do something and committing that towards doing something and taking this SMART goal approach is so much more effective.
1: So firstly, we've got how you actually put together your goal with the SMART method. You're going to share it with your friends so you're accountable. So tell us about the why.
0: The key is understanding how a brain works, Alex. As human beings, we do more to avoid pain than to obtain pleasure. So we're really built towards yeah. actually staying away from something that doesn't feel good. So exercise doesn't feel good. You know, not eating that chocolate cake doesn't feel good. That, that's a a, a a loss association. So all of a sudden you're feeling lost because you can't have something. So your brain goes, I don't like this. I want it. Or, you know, that looks like hard work. I don't want to do that, even though you're going to lose weight. So just fitting into that dress isn't enough. It's not enough motivation. It's not enough drive to really get you to sort of give up that chocolate biscuit or that ice cream at night. The why is what's driving you to do it. So for me, it's about being a good dad, having the energy when I come home from work to be able to play with my kids and give them every opportunity in life to be successful. Cause it's unfair if I come home from work and I'm overweight and I haven't eaten well to sit on the lounge because what happens? Then my kids will sit on the lounge as well with me and watch TV and they're yeah. not being active. So my why is to be able to be the best dad I can be. Because when it does get tough and it's cold and it's raining outside and I don't want to get up in the morning and go for a run. Well, guess what? You know, looking good in that t-shirt just isn't enough. It's not a big enough why.
1: We are crushing year's day. What a huge way to start so far. I'm loving this, Adam. And I think you make a point that I don't know if you've realized you've made it, but you probably do because you're the health hacker and not me. It's almost that's now holding yourself accountable to an objective goal on someone else. If you say to yourself, I just want to be thinner and healthier so I look better, you mightn't do it. But if you go, I want to be better, healthier for my partner, for my friends, for my family, I think then almost you feel accountable to them. Exactly. Let me break it down quickly for you. That's just hack number one, health hackers. Share it. So figure out what your goal is by using the SMART method, Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Rewarding, and Time Bound are the way the acronym breaks down. Remember, you can tweet Adam anytime and he'll give you this information. Find your why and then share it with mates, but not just share it. Make them hold you accountable. Let's move on to hack number two, which is bet on it.
0: Yeah, I'm not not advocating gambling, but I tell you what, when you've got a goal or you're trying to achieve something in life, research is showing time and time again, if you've got something to lose, Alex, which we just touched upon before, as human beings, it's called the puppy dog clothes. You want to sell someone something, give them a little puppy dog to take home, they're not going to want to give it back. Even though they don't need it. So you need to actually find something that you feel like you're going to lose. So whether or not that's money or, you know, a a bet with a mate, but betting on it has been shown to skyrocket your chances of success. And, um, you know, it's really, really interesting because a study by the Mayo Clinic, in fact, showed that when people were placed in two groups, the first group won cash, when they lost the weight. And the second group just got positive verbal feedback. So good on you. You look great. (laughs) A bit of a pat on the back. Now, the first group who received the money as a reward seen 63% of the people in the study achieve their weight loss goal, whereas the non-cash group only seen a 26% success rate. So it's just incredible the motivation of obtaining a, a reward, winning a bet. Most important key here, though, is when you make a bet with the person, make sure that they actually have to give you something tangible. You know, don't just say verbally, we're going to put up 500 bucks, make them lay out the $500 because something in our brains reacts to, as I said, that fear of loss. So if there's money that's tangibly on the table, whether or not it's donating at it the charity or whether it's, you know, buying someone dinner, they've got to put the money up because we'll do more, as I said, to avoid loss than gain pleasure. Yep. So straight away, your brain's going into survival mode and going, how do I protect not Losing something here. Such a clever hack. And as I said, if you're out there and you're trying to set a goal and be successful this year, tell people around you and put some cash on it.
1: I can see why you put that as hack number two as well. I think sharing it and then having your mates hold you accountable flows perfectly into that hack just then, which is bet on it. Have some money or something tangible, a dinner or a promise that is up for grabs. And if your brain thinks you might lose that, you're going to want to work hard for it because, like you said, um, our brains are built on fear of loss, and we don't want to lose anything that we might be able to gain. Hack number three on this New Year's Day episode will be up right after this on The Health Hacker. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. It's The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Two hacks so far have been sharing it, being accountable and how to set up a goal and find your why. Then we are betting on it. You're making your mates, your loved ones or whoever hold you accountable by having something up for grabs because our brain does not want to lose out. We don't want to lose out on eating chocolate cake. But I tell you what, you'll get rid of that cake pretty quickly <laughs> if there's 500 bucks up for grabs. Hack number three on how to stick to your New Year's resolutions is
0: measure it, Adam. What gets measured gets done. That's the old saying. And, you know, once again, it's a form of accountability. And a research study by the National Weight Loss Register on 10,000 people, Alex, this is what I love about this study. Most studies are done on 10 people. And uh, this one was done on 10,000 people who had lost at least 30 pounds and kept it off for a year or more, which is staggering. And they found that the key habit to their success was measuring simply the act of measuring. Yes, that's right. They just weighed themselves at least once a week and they kept a food journal, which is absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah. You've touched on food journals before and how important they are, or even just taking photos of what food you've eaten every day is a simple way of a visual food journal.
0: And Alex, another great study showed that when men were put into two groups, one group they were put into where they had to weigh themselves every single day and they had to keep track of this online versus the group that just went about saying they're going to try to lose weight that the group that actually weighed themselves every day saw a 64% success rate in achieving their weight loss goal. In comparison to the group that didn't weigh themselves, where only 23% of the people were successful. So that's nearly three times more success as a result of weighing yourself and holding yourself accountable. Hack number three there was called measure it. What gets measured
1: gets done. So, once again, if you measure what you're trying to achieve, whether it's weight loss, fitness, you know, measure how big your biceps are getting if you're trying to get yourself nice and strong. Measure how far you can sprint in amount of time if you're trying to get fit, or measure your waistline or yourself on the scales, or how much food you are eating if you're trying to drop weight.
0: Hack number four, Adam, let's keep it moving along on New Year's Day. Great hack this one. Choose your friends wisely. My mum always used to say, you lay down with dogs, you're gonna get fleas. So she said <laughs> <laughs> she said, Be very careful who you spend your time with. And I'll tell you what, you know, people are usually a reflection upon their five closest friends. They always say, There's a theory called the five monkey theory, and they say that, you know, monkeys will behave the same way that their five closest primate friends behave. So yep. it's quite interesting, isn't it, that we're, we're, we're sort of a byproduct of our environment. And um, in actual fact now, they're saying that being fat is actually contagious. That's right. The people you spend what? time with, Alex, can make you fat. That's right. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't hang out with fat people. I'm not here to, to fat shame anybody. But the research is in, guys. The Journal of Obesity reported that those people who hung out with skinny people were more likely to be thin than those that had fat friends.
1: I think this comes back to allowing yourself and encouraging yourself around people who don't have good eating habits to perpetuate that even more. Remember that episode when we spoke about how to eat with your friends and if you go to the pub – order first, set a benchmark of what you should order and order the healthy thing because that's what you know you want. But if you don't order first and your friend orders the the fries and the burger and everything else, you go, yep, green light, I'm in, I'm going for it. And people eat a lot more food. So I don't think, I think you're right. It's not about because people are fat, well, you know, too bad. It's no, it's about if you hang out with people who are unhealthy, you're going to then see the green light and go for it.
0: Yeah, you're holding yourself to a higher set of standards. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people who are overweight don't realise that they're sabotaging themselves or doing the wrong behaviours, Or that. You know, having, you know, tomato sauce on, on their, their fries is actually bad for them. Or, you know, they think they're having a diet soda, maybe with a pie, they don't realise, you know, that that's not good just because having the diet soda doesn't mean it cancels out the pie. So, you know, it's about, once again, tapping into that behaviour expectation of the group, which is so powerful. What are the shared norms? What are you trying to achieve? So if you align yourself with people, that behave a certain way, you're going to fall into line with them. Because as the human race goes, we want to be part of a tribe. You know, you feel like you need to belong. That's the only way we survived back in the caveman days was if we didn't abide by the group's mentality and we're excluded and left to fend for ourselves, we become extinct. So we want to be part of a tribe, but find yourself the right tribe. So I'm not saying don't have fat friends, but the statistics and research around this are so cool. And I know it's so politically incorrect in so many ways. But when overweight subjects had more than a hundred interactions with a skinny friend or person, their weight loss skyrocketed. Mm. So it wasn't just a matter of just going up to skinny John and saying, Hey, go on skinny John. But the more interaction, the more time they spent around these skinny people, these shared norms were shared more often. So therefore, these habits started to develop that then become unconscious. And all of a sudden, it doesn't become hard anymore. It doesn't become hard to drink water in the morning or it doesn't become hard, you know, not to have that cake with coffee because the person next to you is not doing it. So it's very, very important who you, who you spend your time with. And, you know, you can leverage all this, you know, once again, by telling the people in this new group that you're forming that you're trying to achieve this goal and then let them hold you accountable once again and put up some more cash. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That hack there
1: was choose your friends wisely. That also works for any other goal you want to achieve. It's not just your waistline. It could be financial. It could be success. It could be just being a better father, mother, husband, or friend and hang out with people who inspire you, I think is really what Adam is saying at the core of that hack. Hack. Hack number four, choose your friends wisely. I've chosen Adam McDougall, and you have too if you listen to this show, so you've chosen a pretty good friend. Don't let us down, Adam. We're all rooting for you, mate. Hack number five,
0: small wins. Mate, that's what life's all about, the small wins, isn't it? You know, research has shown that our brains are actually wide to have this – response, neurological response, that when we achieve something, we get our brains lighting up with dopamine, the feel-good hormone. You know, we actually are wired for a sense of progress, however small that progress may be. That's how we got to where we are today. As the world evolves, how do we keep going forward? Why? Because our brains are wired towards that sense of progress and that sense of reward, achievement. So that's where goals are so powerful. If you see your goal every single day, we're hardwired to zero in on something and achieve it. So our brains want that dopamine hit. They want to get that reward, that sense of purpose. So the key is setting small goals that continually give that little hit of dopamine. Don't set a long-term goal that you're never going to achieve because you're you're going to only set yourself up for continual failure every day. I haven't reached my goal yet. So set yourself smart little small goals goals to overcome that lack of motivation. That is the key. So just a simple process like saying every single morning, I'm going to be healthier by drinking a glass of water. Yep. You know, that's a really achievable goal. Then off the back of that, you can then progress that goal. It's like saying, for example, if I want to run a marathon this year, I'm not going to hold myself and say, okay, I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow. It's about first off, just putting your shoes on going for a walk around the block. Yep. Yep. And what happens is that small little step, that little bit of action you've taken will give you a result. And that result is what is going to give you motivation. And that motivation is what's going to keep the momentum rolling. Whereas if you set a goal that's so far away and so big and so insurmountable, it becomes overwhelming. So the key is making sure that you set yourself up for small wins on a daily basis. It's really, really key here. So that then, all of a sudden, these new behaviours become what we call habits. You know, you have people say that a new habit takes 21 days, so many days. Research is saying on average, because it depends on the goal, that it takes roughly 66 days, Alex, for something to become a habit. Yeah, so it's two that and a bit months. that's what we want. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, my, my antidote about habits and why I love habits so much is because you don't have to think about it. You know, you've got Stephen Jobs, you've got Mark Zuckerberg and President Obama, and the great thing they all have in common is that they remove decision-making early in the morning and they basically have habits as a result, to set themselves up for the rest of the day. So they don't think about what they're going to eat first thing in the morning. They stick to the same type of breakfast, which is high in protein, high in fiber. And they wore the same thing every single day, basically. Because they've proven that decision-making depletes your willpower. But when you develop habits that you don't have to think about and that are good for you, they actually instill in you a sense of purpose and they build up your willpower for later in the day. That's why you see a lot of guys around the office, Alex, as we do, reach for the vending machine later in the afternoon, like the chocolate bar or that sugared can of Coke, because they've had to make so many trivial decisions throughout the day and it's deleted their willpower. So all of a sudden, their big goal, which is to be healthy, becomes watered down and doesn't become important anymore because they just don't have the energy to fight against it anymore. You know, more research has shown once again that if you set your expectations too high, your free time. More likely to quit after six months, Alex. And this is where people get weight loss so wrong. They say to themselves, okay. I'm 140 kilos, I'm going to get to 100 kilos this year. But how long did it take you to get to 140 kilos?
1: It takes a while. It
0: didn't happen overnight. You know, this is the big thing. And it didn't happen overnight, and we all want that instant reward, Alex.
1: I got to 116 kilos at my biggest mate. And I tell you, it took quite a few years to get to that. And you do, you want, God, you want to get rid of it instantly. But it doesn't work that way. You have to just suck it up and slowly gear back down. But as you lose just a little bit of weight, I can tell you, it's just snowballs from there because you start feeling better and better and
0: better. You know, if you are somebody that, you know, is, you know, a, a little bit overweight, aim for five percent of your body weight. You know, because the statistics around this are just absolutely mind blowing. You know, if you're somebody that's overweight and you know you're basically pre diabetic because you are significantly overweight, by just losing five percent of your body weight, you reduce your chances of getting diabetes by nearly sixty percent, Alex.
1: That is huge. Just losing
0: five percent of your body weight, you will reduce your chances of getting diabetes by nearly sixty percent.
1: So if you're a hundred kilos, losing five kilos is really achievable.
0: It's just so amazing just how these small wins add up to big wins at the end of the day.
1: I love that. 5%, let's say you're 100 kilos, lose five kilos, means you'll reduce your chance of getting diabetes by 58%, reduce your cholesterol and your cancer risk. What a massive episode. And of course, if you're figuring out What is it that I want to achieve with my health or my fitness? You can go back and listen to the episodes we've done throughout this year. It's been a huge year for 2017 and we're already kicking off to a strong start with 2018. The hacks on how to stick to your news resolutions were just to reiterate for you, share it, Figure out the goal with a specific, measurable, achievable, rewarding, time-bound type of goal, which is the SMART method. Then find your why. Share that with your mates for accountability. Hack number two, bet on it after you've shared it. You know, put some money up or I'll tell you what, mate, if you lose this amount of weight, I'll buy you a brand new pair of jeans and a new jacket to go with it because you'll need new clothes. That would be a great one. Number three is measure it. What gets measured gets done. So keep a food diary or you might already be fit, but you want to get even fitter. So how far can I run in a shorter amount of time and keep a diary of how you're going. Choose your friends wisely is hack number four. I mean, you can judge a book by its cover. I don't know I've ever said you can't judge a book by its cover. If a car's old and rusty, ninety nine times out of a hundred, the engine's probably gone as well. So if you've got some friends <laughs> around you, you know, no one's accidentally got an awesome engine under the hood. Like if you've got some friends who are letting themselves go, chances are, you know, they're doing all the wrong things when they're eating. So help your friends as well. Be accountable, or maybe find some new ones. It's a bit mean that hack, but it's. Pretty true. And number five is small wins. Set yourself little goals along the way. Like Adam said, don't try and lose 50 kilos if you're 120 kilos. Just go for five or 10 kilos and figure out how to get there by using all of the steps we've just mentioned so far. Huge episode.
0: Loved it, Alex. And hopefully people take them hacks this year and, and they focus on progress and not perfection and they'll be successful before they know it.
1: Happy New Year to you, Adam, and this year's going to be a big one. We are going to now also, on top of your hacks, Adam, we are going to start talking to some of the smartest people in the industry that you even look up to. So other athletes, other um, people who are successful, because the thing is your hacks are not just about your health and fitness. It's about life hacking.
0: It certainly is, and hopefully they can help me in my New Year's resolution, Alex, which is to be more mindful. So I want to be more mindful around my kids. I want to actually chew my food, not swallow. I can't wait to share with our Hackers some of the great, valuable insights that these amazing people are going to share with us this year.
1: And Adam's going to do exactly what he does with all this information. He's going to grab all the best bits he can for you and take – they years of training and dilute it into small, simple hacks so you can get the best bang for your buck in these podcasts. So to get all the episodes so far, make sure you download the app Podcast One on the iTunes store, listen to the show there, or also go to podcastone.com.au. Subscribe to the show and hit up Adam on socials anytime. He loves to hear your questions, feedback, and let him know what you want hacked out of your life. Adam, until next episode, Happy New Year.
0: Can't wait. Happy New Year, everyone. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall is recorded in the studios of Podcast One. Produced
1: by Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Nick Slater. Executive
0: producer is Jamie Show. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app.